0: You're listening to a Brain Stew Fresh Fright Review.
1: What's up, creeps? And welcome to a brand new Fresh Fright Review. This week, we're talking about a movie we're all highly anticipating on this show. Jeremy, what the fuck is it? What's that movie called?
2: Initially, it was called Skulls. That's right. Later in production, they changed the title to something very clever. Instead of Predator, there's always a predator and there's the predator's prey. This film is called Prey. P-R-E-Y. Not like... Live, laugh, love, pray. You know, dude.
1: Yeah. The best yeah. thing ever would be like, we saw this as a prequel. I want to see a movie called Prey, spelled P R A Y, with the Predator going back in time and fighting Jesus and his disciples. Uh, That'd be can fucking awesome. You imagine awesome, that dude. Jesus
0: comes off the cross, <laughs> dude. He's
2: like swinging <laughs> oh the cross at the Predator. Like, oh my <laughs> god, I need to see that movie. <laughs> he's
0: like walking on water across to the Predator.
1: Dude, you can imagine <laughs> like. like Jesus gets nailed
0: up there. He's just walking across the water. He's nailed by the Predator's arrows. The Predator's like... (laughs) He's like, you've denied me thrice. He's the reason. But (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, we
1: are here to talk about the brand new, the fifth film in the Predator franchise, Prey, which just landed on Hulu and Disney Plus this last weekend. No theatrical release, which we're going to be talking about for sure. Um, We all watched it, and apparently... Everyone else is watching. And if you look at social media, the Twitter sphere, Instagram, all that shit, it looks like it's doing extremely well. Um, I'll be interested to see if Hulu will release those numbers on how well it is doing. I could not find the budget for this thing. But there are some things that I saw that led me to believe it was not a whole lot of money they put into this thing. But this movie directed by Dan Trachtenberg from 10 Cloverfield Lane, which is one of my favorite movies of the past 10 years, Um, This is a movie that got greenlit literally during the production of Shane Black's The Predator in 2018. And one of the most interesting things about this movie, before we open up and talk about the movie itself, is his original intention for this movie was to market the film with absolutely no reference at all to it being a Predator movie. So when it was announced that he was connected to this thing, like it just... Obviously, got out from the studio that it was a Predator movie, which totally ruined that whole idea. So, can you guys imagine though, so like going in to see a movie and and, and not knowing oh, it's a dude, Predator movie, and like a that. fucking Predator shows yeah. up,
0: just like the '80s, man. That's that's what it was. Like you go through half of the original Predator, and it's an action movie, and then it turns into this fucking sci-fi action film that gave birth to a huge franchise. Like I wish. That they had been able to keep this under wraps and and what's well, like to from
2: that. dust till dawn. Yeah. You know, my my grandfather he he introduced me to that movie and he was a huge action movie guy. Did uh, your grandfather like feet? Uh not that I know of. He, I mean, he liked Cheetos and there's the word no, toes liked, in Cheetos. Like that feet. But yeah, yeah. I
1: mean, like dirty feet sometimes smell it's like true, Cheetos Fritos so. too. Yeah,
2: there you But go. <laughs> so like I remember being uh, a young kid and him being like, oh man, I think you'll because he knew that I loved horror, so he was like, I think that you'll like this movie. I taped it for you because like. He's the person that got me into movies. He's the first person ever that I knew that collected movies. Like, he would rent 30, at least 30 VHS tapes a week from the video store. He had VHS players stacked on top of each other. He was the first person that I ever saw that had a big screen, TV, surround sound, movie theater seats in his movie room. He's the reason that I love movies. And so anyway, so he taped everything and he was like, ah, oh, here's this piece of shit, but you'll love it. It's called From Dusk Till Dawn. The first half of it was amazing. Out don't know where goddamn monsters popped up and started eating people. So like <laughs> that was very much the experience for him watching that movie. So he's like, cool, this is a great action movie. And then all of a sudden it was like,
1: roar, and
2: like people turned into vampires. He's like, what the fuck? But
1: I can only imagine. I mean, it, it, it would be amazing if that kind of thing happened. But unfortunately, in, you know, 2022 era filmmaking, no giant corporation is going to allow a large ip like the predator franchise to go without mm-hmm. being acknowledged as being part of the franchise um before we go any further i'm justin I'm jeremy i'm b ready yeah and uh, we are the brain stew crew here on this fresh frights i'm so excited to talk about this movie guys Same. um we all watched it in different ways because this movie was not released theatrically They did not even have enough faith into it to send it to the theater in a digital file, which costs them nothing to do like a one-day Fathom event. We talked about that in our Patreon special last week. Um, How fucked up is that, though? I mean, literally, it takes no effort at all to send a file. They could have done a one-day special event. I mean, they did show it in a couple theaters. They did. um, In special theaters in L.A. and a few other places.
0: I get it, man, though. Like... You look at the franchise as a whole has not done great at the box office, especially Shane Black's 2018. Um, So I can see where they would say, all right, it's COVID still, like people are still not 100% going back to theaters, like maybe we just put it on a streamer and do it that way. Um, I'm sure, look, man, hindsight's 2020, right? So now they're kicking themselves because they're like, oh, we could have fucking made money, but... In the moment, you say, all right, let's not take a flop. Let's just put it on a a Hulu streamer or whatever and and go from there.
1: I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's Disney now. And nothing hurts me more to see that 20th Century Fox logo with the music and the fanfare (laughs) come up on my screen and it doesn't say 20th Century Fox. It says 20th Century Studios. It's so fucked up, man. It's like, don't even use it anymore. I know it's still a subsidiary that they utilize, but it's all Disney. Make no mistake,
0: Now there's the potential that the Predator could hunt Mickey Mouse and Goofy. Ha, ha, ha. (laughs) Yeah,
1: I'm sure that'll happen. (laughs) Just like all these people that are like, Fox is owned by Disney now, so Ellen Ripley's now a Disney princess. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. Can you imagine
0: that? It's like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Ellen Ripley at a table. I wouldn't mind Snow White in an Alien movie, but. I wouldn't either. Or Sleeping Beauty. She's sleeping the whole time. It's fine. (laughs) But I I think there's a lot of
1: anticipation for this movie because, like you said, Brady, rightfully so, the franchise has had its ups and downs in terms of box office and obviously in terms of quality. Um, I myself have been a a pretty big fan of most of the movies, not all of them. The first one being definitely a top 20 of all time for me. Love that fucking movie uh, with a deep passion. And just since then, nothing's really totally come close. I still do like Predator 2 a lot. It's a very, very entertaining movie. Uh, Predators w- was fine for what it was. I didn't hate Predators. And, of course, you know, w- the AVP movies I will never even speak about unless you guys, like, totally pay me to do an episode on them. Maybe if you get me really fucking drunk, like, not a small bottle of Tito's, but a huge handled jug of Tito's.
0: So what you're saying is Patreon.
1: Listen, yes, but also get me drunk enough where I can be, like, I can find a reason to talk about them. But then, of course, there was The Predator that came out in 2018, which a lot of people were very mixed on, and we talked about it before on the show. Um, It had its ups and it had its downs. So this, we're going to go around the horn here. we got to talk about initial thoughts on this thing. We were all kind of excited. I know me and Jeremy both grew up with Predator. Brady, obviously. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I don't know your history with the original. Do you remember the first time you saw it?
0: Yeah, first time I saw it was probably 2008. I was 13, and it was on TV, AMC, like it always was on. Oh, yeah. And uh, I remember that the scene that I came on was when Jesse Ventura gets killed. And uh, I was like, what kind of movie am I watching? Like, I thought it was a war movie based on the scenery and everything, and then I just watched from there, and I was just hooked. Um, And, you know, at that time, I couldn't really tell anybody, like, oh, I was watching this because I would have gotten in trouble, but it stuck in my mind, and then years later, I was able to watch the whole movie. Side note, there's a a great comedian out there uh, who used to be on Mad TV, but he does a great Jesse Ventura (laughs) bit because, you know, Jesse Ventura is into conspiracy theories. Yep. And so he'll he'll be like, Hi, I'm Jesse Ventura. Eat Uncle Brewster's chicken. (laughs) 9 11 was an inside job. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so that, I mean, and and from there, like, I've always been a huge fan of Predator 2. We'll get into it in this episode. Um, I think the Predator is better in a setting like the original and and Prey, but I thought it was fun what they did in the urban setting and and Predator 2, and I love Danny Glover. I think he was a good addition to the franchise. Um, And then from there, I just kept watching, and then I met you guys, and you guys are huge fans, and we kind of bonded over that. So um, came to it later, but still love the franchise. I, I always hold out hope for it, so I go into every movie expecting to love it and- wait to get disappointed oh, it's like, that's like me and no, Scream those, Damn, I can relate yeah right
1: for those uninitiated you know Brady mm-hmm. let our listeners know what this new movie is all about
0: Prey takes the Predator franchise back to the 18th century where we find a young Comanche woman Naru, who desperately wants to prove herself as a skilled hunter to her tribe and her brother Tabe after witnessing some strange occurrences in the clouds and the trees on hunting trips she believes there's a bigger predator hunting her kin and embarks on a journey to hunt what is hunting her that's what I got. Yeah,
1: Jeremy, we got to throw it to you first, brother. Yeah. What are your initial thoughts? So on Predator? Before I,
2: yeah.
0: I jump into that, I mean,
2: guys, I'm literally looking at a life size predator in front of me right now. I I love this franchise. Aren't you scared? <laughs>
0: Chris Hansen is like, have a seat. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: dude, I I I love this franchise uh, so much that I needed to own uh, a life size predator uh, that would live in my basement forever. Uh, but. You know, the the franchise has been a mixed bag. I I typically have fun with every Predator movie, but it never really hits the level that I want it to. I go into every Predator movie like be the one that's at least close to how I felt about the first film. Uh, I feel like, you know, part two is just fucking insane. It's kind of like when you watch RoboCop and then you immediately watch RoboCop 2 and it's like, oh,
1: great. Dude, that's a great fucking comparison. Yeah,
2: because it's like, dude, RoboCop 2 is instantly, like, insane. You're like, dude, so this is, like, how that world is supposed to exist? So, watching Predator 2, it's like, okay, well, these guys were all in the jungle. So, you mean to tell me that when these guys were in the jungle, like, the rest of the world is fucking crazy and violent like that? Like, that world is insane to me, which I guess would make sense for why the Predator would want to come here and hunt. Because, you know, if our society is violent and dangerous... That's that's a challenge for the predator. So two is insane, and then so so on and so forth. You know, the only one that I, out of the franchise that I haven't liked at all was uh, Alien vs Predator Requiem. It's just a bad movie. There's just no fans. Dude, the
0: sound design of that is that?
2: It, it, it's also like shot so dark that literally you're watching it, and you're oh, like, I man. can't see what's fucking happening right now.
1: I remember being in theaters. That's the one thing I will comment on. I remember being in theaters. And those, those like, what they were supposed to be somewhere underground or something, in a sewer or some shit, and it was so fucking dark, I couldn't... I was like, what am I watching here? Dude, there yeah, there was, was one
2: scene that's, like, on a roof or some shit, from what I remember, and it was just like, I literally can't see what is on the screen. It's so dark. But I, I've enjoyed all the other Predator movies for miscellaneous reasons. I feel like, for me, the film that came the closest to the original was uh, Predators. That was the... Uh, the uh rodriguez written one right yeah dude that's I, right robert I, rodriguez dude it takes a, place on the, the predator, predator planet i just it, it was fucking as close to the original as it, for how i felt about it until watching this movie listen predator is a very oh predator is a very simple the first one is a very simple movie take these guys that are military experts they're fucking every single one of them deadly in every single way, put them in a jungle and put them up against something that they've never encountered before, an alien threat from another world that is also a hunter and so skilled at killing and taking its trophies. It's a very, very simple premise. And much like a slasher film in the original, the Predator is literally taking these guys out one by one, which with every single person that's been killed on this this military team, it weakens the team by numbers. So, Prey is just absolutely fucking incredible. In my opinion, it is the greatest Predator movie since the original. And a, and a lot of that is because of how simple the story is. This is, mm-hmm. what, the, the 1800s, Brady? Yep.
0: Uh, 1700s. 17th, so, 18th okay, century.
2: Yeah, 1700s. Yeah, yeah. And... You have uh, a Comanche tribe and you have a female Comanche young lady that she wants to be a warrior and everybody around her is like, well, why do you want to be a warrior? And she's like, because you guys think that I can't be. So she just has to go out into the wild and hunt something that would also hunt her. So, you know, you're expecting like a lion or a bear. And in the midst of doing that, she discovers that there is an alien that has come here and that it is hunting. And so the story is so simple, she puts all of her energy into, like, okay, like, I'm going to start hunting this thing. And it's it's a cat and mouse, and the people around her don't fully realize that there is an alien threat. And it's super simple, yet super effective. It gave me all the feelings that the first film gave me. It was Beautifully fucking shot. This is Oh, beyond. It's the most beautifully shot Predator movie out of the entire franchise. I don't give a fuck.
1: Totally agree. I agree with you. I'm with you. It's definitely
2: incredible. The acting is fucking incredible. I loved everything about this movie for the most part. (laughs) From beginning. From beginning until end. I was thrilled. Guys, I'm not lying to you. So I was on vacation this weekend. And I just wanted to watch this fucking movie. It's a new Predator movie. I need to see it immediately. So I started in the morning and then my wife was like, we got to go to the beach. We got to go sit on the beach. So I'm like, okay, cool. I bring my phone. I bring my headphones. I literally put a towel over my head to shield the sun. And I watched the last 40 minutes of this movie on the beach under a fucking towel. And
1: that is insane uh, dude
2: <laughs> i i th- that's how exciting this movie oh my god i couldn't wait until later to w- finish watching in the hotel room. i have to finish this right now it was everything to that moment in the film leading up to the last 40 minutes was so amazing i i can't wait i need to i need to finish this now i am not joking when i tell you guys that i had literal tears in my eyes in the last moments of this film not only because it was a powerful ending that you know, spoiler alert, you know, this character, you know, who Who nobody believed that she, she could be a warrior, that she outsmarted and outwitted and outskilled this alien hunter, and she brings its fucking, again, spoiler alert, she brings its fucking head back to the tribe and throws it down, and they accept her and embrace her as a warrior, right? And they didn't think that she could be. So, like, that's a very powerful moment, but also I had tears in my eyes because... This movie fucking did it. All the years of just waiting, like, how hard is it to make a good Predator movie? They, Dude, Dan Trachtenberg fucking did it. I had tears in my eyes. I was so happy. I was so excited by this fucking thing. Dude, a Predator movie made me fucking tear up. I had tears in my eyes. That I love this movie. Um, We can obviously wait until Justin shares his thoughts before I, I'll share some things that I... I I didn't care about uh with the film. But God fucking damn it. They did it, man. And that's why everybody is talking about this movie right now. They fucking did it.
1: Yeah, I think th- there's a lot of great reasons as to why. I mean, the premise alone, uh, as you perfectly put it, it's back to basics. Like, listen, a couple of characters, a very primal setting. It- it's so fucking perfect. Like, what's more interesting? We've already seen... I mean, we talked about Predators, a great throwback to what worked in the first movie, but it's literally trying to do what the first movie did. This is, uh, I feel like Trachtenberg succeeds in both capturing the spirit of the original film, but also giving his own movie its own identity. There's a great slow build to the monster stuff. Yes, we get to see the Predator, his existence on the planet early on, Because, like we talked about with Jaws 2, this is like rule of thumb. When you know you've seen the other movies, you know what it is, you can't hide it for too long. But the actual monster stuff, like monster versus human, takes a while to get into. Just like the original. Um, I fucking loved this movie. Like, I I just have to come out and say it right now. I have very few things uh, in terms of issues with it. For what it was trying to do, it succeeds in fucking spades, man. I mean, there's fireworks for me when I got done with this movie. And Jeremy, you watched it on your phone in a hotel room and on the beach. I watched it in my living room with the sound all the way up, which usually I don't have to do on my surround sound, but something was really fucking weird on Hulu. So I had to have it all the way up and I had to put subtitles on because all of my dogs were chewing brand new Halloween toys that squeaked. (laughs) So I absolutely, I, I kept telling Danielle, I'm like, see the, the, I need to build that theater. Just give me fucking ten thousand dollars. Just loan it to me, and I'll go build the theater downstairs so I could watch it. You know, I just wanted—I wanted that theater feeling. I mean, it, just, it was weird. Like, kind of felt like abnormal for me to be sitting in my living room watching a brand new Predator movie. But I digress. Either way, I was still blown the fuck away by this thing. And goddamn it, oh, man, Amber MidThunder, Ezneru, fucking. Kills it. I mean, she is absolutely magnetic in this thing, and you root for her from the start of the movie to the finish of the movie. And I just have to come out and say this now, and this has like just been boiling in me all fucking day. Motherfuckers, shut the fuck up. How the fuck is this movie woke? Seriously, someone try to explain this to
2: me. Thank you. It's I, I, explain, I can't explain this it to, to me. It's because these fucking crazy, a, yeah, these crazy fuckers out there hate to see female empowered characters. Look at Ghostbusters answer the call with the the female led cast. People were the these fucking male misogynists were so pissed about a female led Ghostbusters film that they boycotted and went fucking nuts. They're, it's the same demographic of people that they're like, oh, this is woke. This is woke. It's like no motherfucker. Dude. It's it's you just don't like to see a female being empowered and being the lead in an action film. That's what it boils down to. I have the hardest
1: time understanding, dude, is that those same people will still champion Sarah Connor, Ellen Ripley. They'll all those are fine because they're white. The fact that this is this whole this is the first time where there's been like an all Native American cast. I don't know if I'm. I'm pretty sure that's the, the case. You're
0: right, yeah. you're right. All
1: Native American cast, and and it's genuine. That's the right word to to, to call I, uh, it. it's, it's it's real. You I know, I was
0: gonna say too. Like this is like we've talked about it on this podcast so many times. The movie that comes to mind is like Candyman, but like this is the movie that provides the framework to how you should make a socially woke movie without beating audience members over the head with it.
2: I don't I don't consider it being socially woke, man. I consider it being Open to Dude. anybody is capable yeah. of being a hero. Anybody is,
0: but if you look at it, if you look at it historically, man, what has the Predator series been? It's been male leads. It's been predominantly white. You can say Danny Glover all you want, but take Danny Glover out of the equation. It's been mostly white. People. I mean, it's hard. It's hard to take him As out of the, the equation leads. when he's like
1: the lead lead character in the second movie. But, but
0: I'm saying, man, like you're taking a a woman and putting her at the forefront, and she's Native American. And you're revolving the story around Native Americans. Like, this is how you make this kind of movie work. Like, this is how you bring everybody into the genre, everybody into the movie. So when you say woke, like, they're buzzwords, but, like, there's, I don't know what other word to use. Like, it, it's just the perfect way to bring everybody well, it's, in.
1: See, it's not woke at all. And that's the whole thing. It's just literally, like, think about it logically. When they sat down to make this movie... They literally just came up with the concept like, well, why don't we just make it Native Americans? Like, that'd be a really interesting concept. No one's done a movie about a Native American tribe. Like, I can't remember the last one there was. And so that's original in, in its essence. And also the setting and the time. That's interesting because there's only like, you know, very uh, primal muskets like they're very low technology,
2: which, you know, the um, connection from. Oh uh, yeah, okay. yeah,
1: we okay. do. We do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we do. We'll get to that, but um, but also, you know, it, it's t- the Predator franchise has always had this rich history, and it's always been kind of, you know, we've we've gotten hints and Easter eggs that yo, this thing's been around for a while. They come here a lot; it's a thing. And I just, I, I don't even think that it was like this huge intentional decision to have the main character as female. They're probably just like, oh, why don't we just do? Why don't we do this? I don't think it was like. I think that's what people misunderstand when they're like on Twitter, like. Like these boardrooms are like blah blah blah. Dude, listen. They probably just said that was a cool idea and they went with it. They're not like trying to piss you off intentionally. If it really, if if the size of your cock bothers you that much, where you can't watch a female beat the shit out of a predator in a, mo- in a movie, a movie, dude, go watch UFC. How many dudes watch UFC? How many of those fucking girls on there kick the fucking shit out of each other and are trained fighters and could beat the fuck out of all three of us at once? You know what I mean, like.
0: The only uh, thing, Justin, is I would disagree with you that I believe it was a very intentional decision to make it a female lead. And I think it's because of everything you just said. Like, you guys mentioned Ripley. You have Ripley and Sarah Connor and huge franchises from the same era that this came from, and now Predator is finally catching up. Well, what I I mean is... but Just just to
2: interject, uh, I, I think that you're right in the sense of that it was intentional, Brady, but only because... As a story and as a narrative, that's more interesting. Exactly.
1: Having it exactly. be a female
2: warrior makes it more interesting. If Had the, the lead character been her brother, it would have been less interesting because it's like, okay, well, here's a male warrior that's going up against the Predator. We've seen that. That's been done before. A female warrior going up against the Predator, that is the lead character. Character And in, in a predator film has never been done. So when they made that decision, I think they made this decision because they were like, well, this is a more interesting option for the story. Yeah, exactly. That, that's where
1: I was going. I feel like knowing Trachtenberg and his track record and what he's done before do 10 Cloverfield Lane with Mary Elizabeth Winstead in that film, he knows how to write and direct powerful female characters. He's already done it with that movie. She's a fucking badass in that movie. I don't think it was intentional in the sense like, let's do this woke thing. There are movies that do that. There are movies that try to interject and shove a character at the forefront that doesn't work. Here, it works, and it works extremely well. But Brady, I don't even know, because I haven't been paying attention. Did you give your initial thoughts on this thing? I didn't, but okay, I, can. So, um, I mean, Yes, I please think... do.
0: You know, I initial thoughts going into the movie were cautiously optimistic. The trailers looked really good, and we were finally getting back to that wildlife, natural scenery for the Predator. Um, You know, every other Predator movie after 2 has really tried to dive into the backstory of the Predator, where they're from, why they're doing what they're doing, how long they've been here. Um, And that's fine, but I think it's the same thing as like the halloween franchise and and michael myers like i don't need that to be scared i don't need that to have an attachment to the series and i think that this movie really scaled that back and said all right let's get back to what really mattered to people a smaller cast a really ominous natural setting you know like jeremy said you're you you have these this tribe that's going up against somebody with advanced weaponry and they have sticks and stones and, and axes. And, yeah. And axes and a dog that is really fucking awesome. Um, but that's it. And you have trappers who have guns, but like, you know, it's muskets. And there's some great scenes in there where they're like, you know, they all shoot at the predator and then they have to reload their weapons and it's like oh I, that's, fuck.
1: Dude, that scene, not to cut you off, that yeah. scene is one of the funniest scenes in the movie and so intentionally um slowed down on purpose to make you laugh it's a great fucking laugh out loud yeah, moment because yeah. they all shoot and then you know you're like as the audience <laughs> you where you're like oh shit yeah. they have to reload and it takes like 25 everyone's watched like Civil War movies and shit so you know I mean like my grandfather I was growing up he had one of those guns he showed me like yeah. how I was, I was like dude motherfuckers were trying loaded. to kill each other with that so you're sitting there across from somebody and tr- like literally I- I'm going to reload this faster than you motherfucker then I'm going to kill you first <laughs> that's literally what they would do or um, charge
0: but yeah. I think too like I don't know man it's just it was <sighs> streaming movies with COVID. We all have this weird, bad thing attached to it where it's like, oh, if it's going straight to Netflix or it's going to Hulu or whatever streaming service, it's automatically on a lower tier. And I think regardless of what we all say or what we all think, like that's just what goes in our minds. And so when this came out on Hulu, we can go back to the group. We can go back to our conversations. And all of us were like, oh, I don't know how it is going to Hulu. Like, This is going to streaming. It's not going to theatrical. So... I'd be lying if I said I wasn't worried, but upon watching this movie, like like you guys, I think it should have gone straight to theaters. I wish it had. It would have been a great experience. And there there are moments in this movie that no other movie in this franchise has given me where I was literally on my couch saying like, fuck yeah. Like, holy shit, what is going on here? And I, I just wish I had been able to experience that with the community in a theater, looking at a person next to me and being like, what the fuck is going on?
1: Yeah, I mean... The most exciting thing would have been to be an uh, excited crowd with like-minded fans all there to see a new Predator movie with that hype behind it, you know, and be able to feel that enjoyment of walking out of that theater. Kind of like we did with Halloween 2018, you know, a return to form gives us pretty much everything we want. It's it's a really special movie, and I think it's it all comes down to getting the right person behind the camera that has an idea apparently Trachtenberg had this concept since 2016 really wanted to get it out there. And I, and I'm so glad that that at the time Fox was still a thing before Disney bought it. And they agreed. They're like, yeah, let's do this. Even though the predator did not perform well at all. And most people walked out of that shit, like fuck this movie. There'll never be another good predator movie. Those that said that I'm sure you're eating your words right now. Um, I mean, there's so much to talk about with this movie, but one of the things that I need to mention that did not work before I go on and, you know, love the ever-living shit out of the movie, because it was made for streaming and not a theatrical release, I feel like the weakest part of this movie is the CGI. Yeah. The budget did not go into the CGI. I mean, we have some real animals here, but dude, I'm telling you right now. There is a scene with a snake and a rat, and that snake looked fucking worse than the snake in Anaconda. I swear to God yeah. to you. I mean, even, I mean, you watch it on a phone, so I don't know what it looked like to yeah, you, but no. if you're, if, I if, saw if they're what putting you saw. If, 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 I mean, if they're putting a a 4K transfer of this thing out there, right, and you're watching it on a 4K high definition system, it's, you're going to notice it even more. Um, and it's, the the bear looked terrible i mean even even there was a real even wolf when the
2: predator was jumping from tree to tree it was like it was yeah. like okay yeah. like it's like video game graphics is kind of what it looked like had the movie had a weak script and had the movie been shot in a not you know well made fashion then i think that People would be calling out the CGI work a lot more, but because it was beautifully shot, because the script was so good, because the action was so good, because the cast was so good, I feel like people are just like, you know what? You can't have everything all the time. I accept that. No, this exactly. Is, this I is mean, not that's... great. This part's not great, but I can forgive it because everything else is fucking amazing.
1: Exactly, man. And that's exactly what I was going to say. It's that, like, that was such a small part of it to me. I mean, I guess the hard part is that some audience members are going to look at everything else they usually see and be like, it just sticks out like a sore thumb because it really is so subpar. Especially when you have real animals in the movie. It's like this dog, dude, fucking, sorry, which it's Nairu's dog, and it's played by a Carolina dog that they actually adopted specifically for this movie. They adopted the dog and trained the dog just for this fucking movie. Uh, The dog's name is Coco, and apparently... It was only supposed to be in a few scenes and that was it. But when they got the dog on the set, they're like, dude, this dog's doing everything. It's got great energy. It's really reacting well to the trainer and stuff. Dude, they were able to include the dog in so many more scenes and dude, the action scenes. With the dog going back and forth and shit with the Predator? That's the really the dog, man. There's it's no like CG the fucking, with the dog.
0: It's like the Air Bud of
1: the Predator <laughs> franchise. <laughs> I mean, fucking fuck yes. Air Bud, Air Bud Predator. I want to see Air Bud fight dude, Predator, yes, but oh, that's I'm what watching. we got here. But, dude, it's insane to me and being a huge dog lover and stuff. And, and thinking about this logically, man, we live in a world where, like, think about a couple of years ago that Call of the Wild remake that came out with Harrison Ford. They did a dog fully CG. No real dog at all. And audiences went to go see that shit. Here we have this awesome fucking talented dog. Interacting with this awesome, talented actor. And it just works so well. I mean, that's why, you know, the CGI, I forgive because other than that, Jeremy, like you said earlier on, this thing was shot in Canada beautifully by cinematographer Jeff Cutter. And you guys are going to be shocked to hear what one of the movies that he had done. He did 10 Cloverfield Lane with Trachtenberg. He did Orphan, which we were talking about the sequel to that on our Patreon special last week. But Jeremy, do you know what else he oh. shot? The Nightmare on Elm Street remake.
2: You know, I, I, I've i always been somebody that's been like, look, that movie is not the worst movie that's ever been made. It's an entertaining movie. Uh, it's fine. It is not a great Nightmare on Elm Street movie, but it's fine. I mean, I think that he did his job on the film. Like, there was some really cool, you know, some really cool imagery going on. No, granted, I mean,
0: franchise, that's yeah. for sure.
1: I mean, granted, he obviously, as artists do, they will grow over time and learn technique here. There's a very large art house flair to the way he shot this movie. Lots of beautiful wide shots. And the fact that they shot this almost all on location in Canada, on the mountains and in the woods, I mean, absolutely stunning. Uh, There's nothing more immersive and I'm likening this to the, the revenant that came out a few years ago with Leonardo DiCaprio, who he won the Oscar for. Um, when you set a movie in a setting like that and it's real, the audience members can tell. I mean, you can feel it. You can look at the trees. You can almost smell the leaves. You can smell the grass like the settings are living, breathing characters. It's not just like, oh, like when they shot the original Predator, they went to Mexico and they shot that shit in jungles, man. I mean, they they didn't fuck around. There was no sets in Predator. So they really did bring it back to basics here. And I'm so thankful they did because I felt so immersed into this world. Like I could not wait. Like I, I just really wanted to go deeper and deeper. I was like, so bummed when the movie ended because I feel like there's so much more you could do here. If they sent another predator I, down, I, but. I
2: hope that they're going to make another one, especially with how popular this one is performing. And I mean, you know, as well as I do, once those numbers come out and I believe they're going to be spectacular because that's all people are talking about on social media. Uh,
0: I, huge, I think man.
2: that then they're going to go, fuck, we have something. Dan Trachtenberg, like, you just caught lightning in a bottle with this movie. Like, what would you do with another one? And I know that there's a popular opinion that they should do, you know, one set in the 1800s in Japan or something with uh, with warriors and stuff like that. And
1: I've, dude, I've heard Vikings. I've heard oh, Vikings. Fuck, I've heard dude. do a Western, do like actual, like, Wild yes, West. Of the, I mean, they're, they're literally, there's so much you could do. Civil War. I mean, dude. literally. This sets the, the you know, the, the basic foreground for, listen, we can do this, we can send a predator anywhere, but the key thing is, you have to have story, you have to have character, and that's what this movie has first, that's really what it is, it's about, like you said, this person that wants to strive in life, they want to succeed at something that they're told they're not able to do. Who can't believe in that character? Who hasn't been someone that was told, you can't do that, you're not good at that, and wanted to succeed? You know, that's the whole point of this movie. And it's a positive movie. I mean, dude, it's. Make no mistake, this movie is way more brutal than the original Predator. This movie is violent as a motherfucker. Those action sequences of like, dude, the Predator just slaughtering. Chopping off lamb. That French. Dude, chopping off limbs, cutting off heads and shit. I mean, like literally, it's, 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 it's gore heavy, and I loved every single fucking. I, I second will of
2: it. say that it is CGI gore heavy, which was. Con- it's one of those things that again was kind of a bummer, but everything else is so good, I can roll with it. I will call out the biggest elephant in the room, which is the predator's facial design. Now, obviously, this this takes place way, way, way in the past. We don't see you know, the the Predator fighting Arnold for many, 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 many years later, right? So, I I understand the decision to make uh, a Predator look less evolved because, you know, it was so much further back in time. Um, however, it was still kind of a strange-looking design, which is really surprising because, like I talked about last week on the show, Tom Woodruff and Alec Gillis, they worked on the original Predator movie, they worked on the Alien vs. Predator movie, so they are very familiar with the character and the designs. And initially, the director, Dan Trachtenberg, did not want to bring them on board for this movie because he said, you know, I want to get somebody that's going to bring something new and fresh to the table. And they ended up sitting down to have lunch anyways, and Tom Woodruff and Alec Gillis were so excited about it and about the prospect of doing a newer design a less evolved predator design that their excitement over it and their knowledge of the history of the franchise won Dan Trachtenberg over. So he brought them on. So I just, I'm okay. Like I'll say, I did not hate the design. A lot of, I would hope you would. a lot of people do hate the facial design of this. Uh, it's being referred to as the feral predator. Um, yep. It's the feral yeah, predator. A lot of yep, played by Dane DiLegro. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Wonderful. It's funny. I, I hit up my buddy, Mike Perez, who uh, he reps uh, talent for appearances for conventions. And I was like, yo, you need to strike. You, you got to get one. that guy, man. <laughs> you got to get that guy. He was fucking incredible. Oh, for but sure. He's th- awesome. The facial design is, is still like strange enough that I, that longtime fans of the Predator and and people that have an idea of like, well, this is what the Predator looks like. I've That, that is the only negative thing I have seen on social media is like, what the fuck well, is up with the design? I mean,
1: think about it logically. This is my perspective on this. I saw a few people be like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But motherfucker, classic predator, tracker predator, falconer predator, jungle pre- hunter, city hunter, ultimate predator. The list goes on and on. There's like literally like 50 fucking predators. I mean, just look at all the figures NECA has done. They've, I mean, the predalion from Alien versus Predator Requiem. There's been so many different versions or offshoots of what the predator is supposed to look like. I mean, obviously, when I think about my favorite version, it's the Jungle Hunter from the original. But I, 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 liked, the I'm, I, I liked the design. I liked the design of this hate thing. It. I really did. I didn't did. hate it.
2: I just, I did think it was an odd choice to not go. A little too far eh, off base? it was an odd choice to not go at least a little bit closer to it. The eyes were well, fucking weird. The thing
0: weird. is, too, like, Bone Mask Predator was fantastic. Oh, yeah. Loved that. But you're right, when the mask comes off, like I don't know, man, the design, like through most of the movie with the Predator, it makes sense because he really doesn't use his advanced technology until maybe the last third of the film.
1: And there's a reason for that too.
0: And so when you're having this specific design with that predator, it works. And you're like, okay, like he he's good with a sword, a staff, you know, he's he's killing people with his hands and and his, his He
1: definitely seems to relish direct confrontation way more than the previous Predators. I mean, he's he's doing it on purpose.
0: His gun with the the laser triangle, that for me took it out because I was like, okay, if you're going to incorporate that, then this Predator needs to look like he did in the original one and then every other Predator after that. Like, you can't tell me, like, oh, he looks like he should in the, the 18th century, but he has all this weaponry he did in the other movies. Like, that doesn't make sense to me.
1: So, Jeremy, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can't see this because we're not releasing the video. He's showing on the screen to us right now the actual screenshot up close of the design of the Feral Predator. I'm telling you, dude, I fucking did yeah, it. I it looks
0: like, like it. a fucking orc from Lord
2: yeah, of the I'm, Rings. That's what it looks like. It well, dude, I'm I'm okay I mean, I, with it. It's just, I like I said, I just find it strange.
1: Dude action figures listen every time they do a new fucking Batman movie or any other movie that's an IP they have to redesign it so they can release merchandise we know we're going to get a figure for this thing I'm definitely going to fucking buy it Um, it does look I I will will say this much it does look the farthest off base from the original design that Stan Winston did we all know the story thank you James Cameron had it not been for you. We would, we would have gotten that fucking weird Rain lizard Mantis thing that fucking thing. Jean-Claude yeah. Van Damme was in. Yeah, I mean, but I, I get it, man. You, that, that is such an iconic image of that face, and we've had it in every other Predator movie. So people are going to be a little bit put off. I mean, listen, we're Halloween fans. We talk about that <laughs> franchise. Think about how bad yeah, it was for us, fair. like, getting a Halloween four, than five. And I'm like, holy yeah, fuck, dude. We got a CG mask in yeah, H2O? But, All that is fair. You know, so, I mean... There's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be stuff that people doesn't like or they don't like, um, mind you. The great part is, like Brady said, he doesn't really like his helmet off that much. Like it com- it gets nailed off or she shoots it off and he puts it right back on. He wants to you know, maintain that. We don't get him without it for all that much. And when we do, it's all mostly in darkness for the most part. But I mean, I just liked... That this predator felt different to me. Like I said, he like he like dude. He goes up and fights a bear, like face to face. He's like, "Fuck dude, this bear!" Sucker
0: punched that bear. He sucker punched that bear. Well,
1: dude, the bear. I, for a second, I was surprised. I was the, the bear got him and fucking slashed him and fucking bit him and walked away. Yeah. I was like, "Oh my god!" Because you see, I just love that imagery of like when he's cloaked in his invisibility when he gets cut or hurt. You see the blood. You just see that little green. It's the color of my fucking hair, you know. I just, oh, man, it's so iconic. I mean, the ending of the movie we'll get to, which I mean, that plays a huge part. But um, I, I, I liked how different, like they wrote the predator differently. Because if you look at the original, man, he would just be in a tree, the almost the entire time, and be like, nah, fuck this shit. I'll just shoot you with my lasers, and I could kill you from here. He here, he's like way more like I, I want to challenge myself. I want to get down. Like one of my favorite scenes in the movie you know is with the french i would say settlers cuz I, I don't trappers. know brady you well french trappers you know way more about history than i do i mean i was telling daniel earlier i'm like i wouldn't remember this it was probably like 10th grade fucking social studies history yeah, right. but is do you believe this is part of like the the french and indian war or
0: it could have been i mean based on the date it was very much beforehand but like the french trapper settlers were there beforehand and and they have a history of you know, encroaching on Native American land and, and being very, very um, awful. And then likewise, the Comanches were known for their violence. Like, I was looking at a bunch of reviews today and people were being like, oh, you know, Nauru, when she does this, like, that wouldn't add up. And somebody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, the Comanches were known for their violence. Dude, that's true. And if somebody true. offended them, like, when, uh, at, at, towards the end where she takes the trapper and uses him as bait somebody was like, she wouldn't have done that and called the evil spirits down because like, in the dark, when command, <laughs> I was going deep into this. But at the end, when she's in the dark and she has the trapper tied up and she whistles, you Native Americans typically don't whistle in the dark because that's supposed to summon evil spirits, like demons. But in the movie, she uses it to call those evil spirits down onto that trapper as bait.
1: And it's hilarious because she does it. Yeah. And then the predator comes he in. shows
0: up. But and I,
1: that's I, that I, it's that same trapper that was fucking with her when she was they, when they had her in a cage yep. man so that was great a great moment for the audience
0: If you go through history I mean I know we we hate to talk about it but Alien versus Predator hit it on the head the enemy of my enemy is my friend So like the French settlers were not great to Native Americans but neither were the English settlers and they said okay well like who's going to help us out the most the French settlers reached an agreement and were like okay like you help us against the English and we'll give you like you know this land back and so they did all that but You know, I I think the movie did a really good job of incorporating that aspect without saying, okay, this is what the movie is about now. Um, Because at the end of the day, the French trappers were just fodder Mm -hmm. for the pressure. Oh, yeah, for sure.
2: For sure. Uh, It was, oh, man. Once once the French dudes showed up, I knew, like, oh, oh, here we go. Like, this is going to be a fucking bloodbath. Especially because they villainized them, you know, rightfully so like they make you fucking hate them. So that way when the predator does show up and and does what the predator does, you're fucking cheering. You're like, "Oh, I don't like that motherfucker anyways." So
0: what was your dude? You- I was just going to say did you watching this get like weird vibes like when the predator is just massacring the trappers? Did you ever think like, "Man, this kind of looks like Halloween kills where Michael Myers was fucking them up at yeah. the park?" because that's what it felt like to me is like when Michael Myers like kicks the door and the woman shoots herself in the face like when the predator is like fucking these dudes up i was like holy shit like he's just anticipating every single yeah. move and he, and and then when he like leaves his um his cuff behind and then they find it and it's just like beeping rapidly i think that they were perfect because it, it, the whole time i was like i wonder how they're going to incorporate the advanced technology into such, and in, into this culture, and like when I would all say, I like dare settlers, say, a, a, more of a
1: primitive time for sure. Yeah,
0: they like showed up and they're like, "What the fuck is that?" And then the one dude's like backing off, like, "I'm not sure about it." And then they all like scramble, but then it explodes. Like I just thought that that was fantastic. Like I, I loved this. This is probably when, the entire time I said, "What the fuck?" Like over and over and over. That and when the predator first appears with. Naru and the um, other tribe members who are like trying to take her back to camp. And they're like being all cocky and headstrong and they're like, oh, there's nothing out there. And the one guy jumps out up front and then the lasers are on his head and he's like kind of looking at it with his hand. Uh, that,
1: what, what a great moment of suspense. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about seeing this in the theater. Because we've, especially being a Predator fan, but think about someone that's never seen a Predator movie sitting next to you, like your kid or something. Yeah. And that moment where the, the score is light and you just see the beam down. It it just brought so much suspense. You're like, oh my God, it's about to fucking happen. And then it does. And then they have this battle with the Predator. And then they lose. They lose terribly. And I love the whole concept of, and this is probably where people are getting, to answer my own question earlier on, the wokeness of it is that the Predator does not consider a female a threat. It's in the script. They're like, well, this this thing didn't try to kill me. There's a reason for that. It doesn't think I'm a threat. I
2: love that, dude. I love that.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, so, but that scene, Brady, so perfectly done. And one of my favorite visuals of the movie is, and it reminds me of um, the raptor scene from the Lost World Jurassic Park where the raptors run into the field where, like, they're running and it's an overhead shot of them running, and you You're just see sprinting. It's yeah. it's fucking sprinting. I'm like I don't th- I don't know if I've seen a predator run that fast before. No, but I mean it's invisible, but you just see it running through the fucking weeds and then it takes out the one dude like you just see splat everywhere he's in pieces. He's gone. And then she's still going. She's gone.
0: What would you say is probably like the kill or the sequence that sticks out most to you with how like just brutal the predator was?
1: I would say the French the French Trapper scene, for sure, because it goes the, on for a while.
0: The scene with that specifically is where he throws the net on the. Oh, guy. dude! Oh, dude! It just oh. it just disintegrates yeah, him, yeah, man. Yeah. It's oh, like I said that I was literally like I had to rewind you because I was like, bro. Just <laughs> <out.">
1: <laughs> I totally, would I, I literally yelled out loud. I was like, ah! <laughs> and Danielle's like, that was cool.
0: That was good, but I also really I know we talked about the bear, but like when he shows up to the wolf, and the wolf is chasing the rabbit and it's like the whole by the way
1: a real wolf chasing a fake rabbit until it has to fight the predator then it's a cg wolf yeah
0: but the wolf initially bites the predator yeah and that was the first time you really see the predator get hurt and you were like i was like oh like shit like are there multiple predators like what's going to go on and then it's just this battle between him and the wolf and then at the end he does that iconic just skinning him and taking the the, the spine out with the skull oh that that was fantastic.
1: Well, I mean, dude, the line is in the movie. And I'm, this is this is how you do a throwback line to an original classic line. Tell me what line I'm talking about. it bleeds, about. we can kill it. It was done in the most respectful way possible. It was not shoved into the audience's faces. And it also wasn't like a wink-wink at the audience. It was like, if you had never seen a Predator movie before... You wouldn't know the difference. But for us, it was like, yes, they care. This is not like that forced fan service that so many people bitch about. This literally is like someone that cares so much about that original movie and what it meant to them and them doing their own version of it. A new interpretation. This is the, you know, fans talk so much and bitch so much about remakes and reboots. This is a prequel, but you could look at it as kind of a reboot for the franchise because it's needed it. Mm -hmm. Shane Black tried with Fred Decker. I love both those guys with all my heart. It it, it didn't all work. So many people have tried it. But here, this is a great way to kickstart what we would consider a reboot. Something that honors the original, captures the spirit of the original, and does something totally original with
2: it. And my question is, is there plans to do... A direct sequel follow-up to this because the gun that the French guy gives Naru.
1: Raphael, the only one of those fucking French guys that had a name because I watched with subtitles. All the other fucking guys, French Trapper One, French Trapper Two, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then like I was like, oh, he's got a name because he's speaking yeah. English. I was like, he's important. So he and then of he, course the, he, the, the the close he gives up. her <laughs>
2: his his musket gun, right, or whatever the fuck you call it, and. 1917, or 19, 17, excuse me, 1715 Flintlock pistol. There you go. So he gives that to her. Well, guess what? That's the same gun that the Predator gives to Danny Glover in Predator 2. So that means yeah, baby, that another Predator at some point comes and gets that gun from her. So is there going to be a direct sequel? It, it, Jeremy,
1: is that scene, That's that, that's on the ship right at the end of yep. Predator 2, yep. right? Where you see all the artifacts, you see the Xenomorph skull on the the wall. The Predator
2: gets respect for uh, Danny Glover's character and gives him the pistol, and he gets off the ship. and He's like looking at this fucking old ass fucking gun. It was the same gun, so that that leads you to believe, like, okay, maybe once this Predator got killed, another Predator comes looking, like, oh shit, okay, I guess we got some talent down here that we can hunt and get. Somehow they get the gun from her. Honestly. I would not have a problem with a direct sequel to this at all. In fact, if you
1: got the cast and the same crew that made this movie back together, I would be so fucking excited that we would be getting a sequel to this. It's it's very rare. I mean, think about this. This is the fifth the fifth movie in this franchise. And it's like how rare is it when you get a movie that's the fifth movie in the franchise where it finally is like they nailed so it. So goddamn good. You know what I mean? It's it's almost a miracle that this movie is as good as it is. But I mean, if you look at the talent involved, you shouldn't be shocked. I mean, it, but it really is. I think that's why people are so taken back because they've been so used to having like mixed reactions to Predator movies. But I'm telling you right now, so many people are talking about this movie. It makes me so happy, Jeremy, that it's been so long since this amount of people were talking about a Predator movie. Probably since the original, you know? I mean, I know when AVP first came out, all we were all so excited. It was like what we'd all dreamed of and stuff. Then we saw that movie. It was a fun comic
2: book movie. The first Alien vs. Predator film is a fun... Like, if you read the Dark Horse comics, it was a fun nod to those Dark Horse comics. And it's still entertaining. I can watch it for entertainment value, but it's not a good movie.
1: Yeah, there you go. Very well put. But, I mean... Guys, any final thoughts on this thing before we do a trash it or treasure it with Prey?
2: My final thought is I'm literally going to rewatch this tomorrow, and I'm so excited about it because there's a new Predator movie, and I love it, and it's fresh, and it's new, and it's exciting while also being familiar, and it's just so well made, and as I've stated a thousand times on this podcast, like I love a good slow burn film and this movie, I knew you were going to say that. This this movie really takes its time, you know, to where the other predator movies you're getting predator action with at least within the first 15 minutes to where this one really takes its time. It makes you wait for it. It makes you work for it, which for me is such a huge payoff and I love it. So I'm going to be watching this tomorrow. So that's my, my final
0: thoughts. Um. Yeah, but before we get into trash or treasure, just some final thoughts. Um, I, I agree with you, Jeremy. Like the pacing, really got back to the original, where you have more of a character study of Naru and her tribe, and you then build that around the predator story. Um, but I I was also upset with how quickly they introduced showing the predator, even with his invisibility cloak. I didn't like that per se. Because I felt like that kind of robbed audience members of who maybe haven't seen a, a franchise film of like, oh, there's something else out there. like You could have done a little more like them looking back in the shadows or them looking in the trees and you hear the clicking, but you don't actually see the cloak. You don't you don't see the I don't disagree anymore. with that. That's actually a really great point. I think that could have been done better, but it, it's not a big thing. And then also like the French Trappers, this was the biggest complaint. So I was looking at a bunch of reviews after I watched it and all you could call them incels if you want. because that's essentially what they are everybody who was coming out saying like oh this movie's too fucking woke like yes i agree you could have not put french trappers in there and then maybe done like a warring tribe or somebody else in the territory how are they gonna have guns
1: though how are they gonna have the guns
0: well i mean native americans had guns
1: they'd have to explain that though why the Comanche tribe didn't have guns and the other tribe did have guns. It made sense to have the French trappers there with guns. That's yeah, that's just I how just, I felt about I it.
0: I feel like you could have still told the story without having them in it, and it could have been all Native American cast. Um, also representation
1: for fucking French people, Brady. Get the fuck out of here. I don't care about French people. See see how woke look look uh, how woke you are. are You're amazing. not woke enough.
0: Uh Soccer <laughs> Blue, I don't give a fuck
1: Soccer Blue Dude, listen, um, I knew from taking yeah. French for three years in middle school I at least knew one word when they said Les Chien I was like that's dog motherfucker I remember that (laughs) I remember animals I remember that and elephant and shit don't remember any of the
0: rest of it I just remember nobody like my name does not translate to anything in any language so like there are some names like you know John or Joseph that translate to whatever mine is just like a different way of saying Brady it's like well you're special we had a French family who would come over and they'd be like oh you're Brody and I was like yeah, I guess. So. <laughs> dude, you—you you,
1: listen. You have one of the best names ever. You are named after one of the greatest characters in cinematic history from Halloween Four: Brady, The Return of you Michael Myers. Are you coming or not? Seriously, sh- dude. I-, I wish I had your name. I'm Justin. Okay.
0: You're Justin. That's who you are. Oh, oh. Jeremy's
1: Jeremy. We have generic oh, J
0: names. You head of me. Bustin' Justin. Oh, Bustin' Justin. <laughs> Anyways, that's that's all the thoughts I had okay, before we so get yeah. to the Treasure Treasure.
2: I mean, uh, Why did you just, Brady, just laugh you just like Goofy? Justin, <laughs> you just went, Ooh, <sighs>
1: ooh, <laughs> 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 I'm cha- I'm channeling my inner David Arquette because I'm going to meet oh, him this yeah, weekend. Dude. And and Brady's not coming because he's... Bitch. <fundamentals>
0: you he, don't know that Because he, he's... Dumb.
1: Bitch. Well, you can come if you want, you can do the photo op for free. I'm not making you pay for it, so you heard it uh-huh. here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't know>. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uncle, baby, Brady, <laughs> but um, but no, I was gonna say you watched it twice, Brady. Um, yeah, I did. Did you watch it with the Comanche language? I watched or? about half of it with Comanche, okay.
0: and I um, that was okay. Cool. That's the other qualm I had. It's like <laughs> the dialogue with Naru, Tabe, and everybody else was like, I get that we're in the 21st century. But their dialogue with the scenery and how great it was felt so out of place because it was how people in a 21st century slasher talked. But when you watch with the Kinda, yeah. dub, it was like, okay, cool. Like this makes perfect sense. Like the way that they talk and and their interactions, it all made more sense and that f- had a more natural flow. So if you guys get a chance to watch it with the dub, please do.
1: I 100 percent plan to, to. Um, I wanted to ask you that because I I. Realized they did a little research before we did this, and uh, Trachtenberg said they originally discussed doing the film just with the Comanche language, like for the whole opening, the whole beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. before even get like kind of like the hunt for Red October with using a different language in the beginning yeah. of the movie. And they considered doing something similar at first, but ultimately felt like it didn't work. Um, so this, the film was shot in English and Comanche with the entire cast doing both languages. So that's definitely something I'm going to do because I I agree with you, man. Like being like at that setting and being immersed in that world, it w- I was kind of taken aback a little bit, like hearing them just like speak English. Now I know, of course, yeah. Native Americans knew English, but if we're looking at the date of that gun, it's a, ni- a 17, I mean, want to say nineteen, a seventeen fifteen flintlock pistol. If it's during that era, then. I don't know how many tribes would have learned English yet. I don't know how well... I don't remember my history all that well when it comes to the Comanche tribe I, and stuff like I think this like boils that, down
2: so. to it, it's a fucking Predator movie, and just imagine the GA getting a Predator movie with no English dialogue.
1: Oh, of course. You, you have to. You, you No, yeah. 100%. I agree with the decision. I agree with the decision to to obviously do it in English, but I'm saying from my perspective, like when I watch a Japanese movie... Like, I want to hear it in Japanese and I'll watch the subtitles. Same. Like, I don't I want it to feel real and I want to feel immersed in what it's really trying to convey the most. Like, the most important thing to me is that I watch the film in the purest form that it exists. And if it, it, Brady's saying this and so many other people are talking about it, like maybe the Comanche uh, dub doesn't work for them, but I want to give it a shot. I'm definitely fucking watching it again. And yeah. mark my words on this show. Because I was told, I'm not going to mention names, I was told before we recorded this that someone we know is looking into booking this for a theater. I work for Alamo Draft House. Thank that person for telling me. I'm going to look into trying to book this too. It's Disney, so I don't know how the possibilities of doing this. I know a couple of theaters showed this, but I'm telling you right now, if they do do a like one-day event for this anywhere... It's going to fill. It's going to sell out. People are going to be there for this fucking thing. That's how much they're loving it. Let's go around the horn right now, guys. I think we all know where we're going to head with this, but Jeremy, I'll start with you. Trash it or treasure
2: Treasure it. forever and ever and ever. Forever and ever. Ever, ever, forever, ever, ever. Mmm. Brady?
0: Yeah, man. It's it's a treasure for me. At I, I really think that this is how you take an IP and just enhance it and make it your own at the same time.
2: Yes. Um,
0: there's the right amount of homage and influence without beating audiences over the head. Like you said, the, the quote in there could have gone for anybody who hasn't seen this or anybody who has seen every single fucking movie in this franchise. Uh, it's a new original story that doesn't revol- revolve around the Predator being an established force already performances are great cinematography is on point and the music matches every fucking scene it's hard not to love this movie is it the best predator film no but it shows it in the right hands not danny mcbride and david gordon green a franchise can't continue on. <laughs> you motherfucker! That's fine i had to get that last one in there
1: uh, i swear to god one of these days we're going to be in an event and we're going to meet those guys and we're going to be like no brady you can't meet them because you don't like them i will we'll sit out <laughs>
0: on that that photo op i will not go in i'll i'll pay for it and then get up there and i'll step out right in front of them and be like i'm sorry i can't stand what you guys did to the franchise
1: well thank you there be ready uh of yeah. course i'm yeah. going to treasure the fuck out of this thing and a great point actually that you just made um the score oh, which was also amazing. done by a fe- uh, a female composer sarah Shackner. um i've seen her on twitter i think we follow her over there uh brilliant fucking job and also brilliant in the sense that it didn't bring back any of the cues. It didn't bring back. Did you guys hear any of the Alan Silvestri no. cues? I didn't hear a single no. one. And it still created a forceful, uh, amazing musical presentation to back this Predator movie. And I mean, I feel like every time they've tried to have those hints of the Silvestri score in there, like it either worked or it didn't, it would be great to hear those incorporated if they ended up getting you know doing a sequel to the later movies and they were involved but here we get a very primal amazing native american influence score which is also very modern which i mean i feel like modern audiences are going to really dig the hell out of this score i hope it's available like on cd and shit yeah i know i'm dated fuck spotify that's stupid that's for oh. millennials like yeah. um are you a millennial i don't know what you are Look how woke I am. But no, I mean, I hope I can get to buy it on... Like our friend Anthony Brownlee would say, I hope I get to buy it on CD. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Because I still buy shit on CD. But yeah, treasure it here all around. I feel like everyone's already seen this movie, so our recommendation is really no surprise. See it if you haven't seen it. If you've already listened to this, I'm sure you've already seen it because you listened to us spoil the fuck out of the movie. But this is a movie to be celebrated for sure. It is, I mean, listen, so many of us have been waiting so long to get a movie that even re- remotely, that came remotely close to living up to the legacy of the original. And yes, it doesn't have Arnold, but it does have something else. It has great characters performed well, beautifully by a whole cast of all Native American actors, which is something definitely to be celebrated. Inclusion like this is necessary in cinema because guess what, dude? There's so many different people that live in this country, and all of us watch movies, every single one of us. So it's important, you know. Stop complaining that it's not a white dude. You got your white dude movies. Mm-hmm. You get them every fucking month. You're going to get fucking 50 in the next month. Yep. Or I guarantee just go back you. And fucking watch them. But I'm saying they still make them, they're, they're still coming out. Like they, they exist and they're going to keep existing. Just allow something different in your life, you know? But. Thanks again so, so much for listening to this Fresh rights review of Dan Trachtenberg's Prey. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If, you know, you want to find us on the social media and all that stuff, and if you're new to the show, Jeremy, tell
2: them where they can find Actually, us. Actually, Brady, tell us where they can find us. Yeah, Brady.
1: Oh,
0: there we Here wanna we go. I want to hear what this sounds like. Uh, well, I'm, I'm uh, the millennial, so uh, I, I guess, you know... I, can I say Spotify? Because I just got crucified for saying Spotify on here.
1: No, we, um, we have a lot of followers on Spotify. You can go on Spotify. You, know.
0: you can go on Apple Music. You can go on Google Podcasts. You can go on fucking Facebook. We got a great group called the Official Fan Group. Come and join. Justin might deny you. Who knows? <laughs> um, I probably we're on will, actually. Instagram. We're on Twitter, man. Just come fucking wherever you are and, co- and come find us and, and, and we'll hook you up. Justin, I think you said you were going to buy everybody the, uh, a free round of Tito's at Monster Mania next weekend.
1: When did I actually say that?
0: Yeah, yeah you said that. He you just said, said that. it now. So uh, there we are. That's that's two to one.
1: Oh, Justice okay.
0: Buying everyone Tito's at Monster Mania. So uh, I'll be there
1: Sunday. So also, if you are listening to this right now, as of this moment, this upcoming Tuesday, which I'm going to look at the date because I'm terrible at fucking calendars and shit. Um, our Terror Tuesday. I know I don't do this enough. Uh, upon the release of this episode, it'll be the day after this episode. Night of the Creeps, Fred Decker's movie. It's funny we're talking about you know a Predator movie when Fred Decker wrote The Predator. Um, we're doing Night of the Creeps. Throw me, motherfucker. Um, LMODC, One Loud in Ashburn, 7.30 p.m. Uh, check it out, man. Seriously. I'll be I'll there. Watch my intro. I might make Jeremy get on stage and do something last minute. And he won't be mm-hmm. pre- prepared for it. I've, we'll see what uh, I've never seen that movie. Oh, you haven't? Oh, oh dude, all great, man. I, f- fucking drive down.
0: All right.
1: Do it. If you're not willing to drive to fucking New Jersey to meet David Arquette and Matthew Lillard and Jamie Kennedy, you'll be willing to drive down to fucking Ashburn to watch *Night of the Creeps*. Hashtag yes. never nothing.
0: Am I right? Hashtag I right? do as
1: your daddies tell you, or you'll be spanked. <laughs> all right, goddamn. <laughs> <Get her done. laughs> but as always, we thank you so so much for listening, and I'm Justin. I'm, Jeremy. I'm be Ready. And we like to ask you to keep. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 Gosh! Creepy Brain <laughs>